Hi, I'm Erica Pandy, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. It's Wednesday, November 24th, and we're focused on your Thanksgiving turkey's supply chain. The route that a turkey takes to get from the farm to your table swings through multiple states. And this year, all of the supply and labor shortages brought on by the pandemic are complicating that turkey's journey. Corn shortages are messing with the supply of animal feed. Labor shortages have left farms and meat processing plants scrambling. And all of that, plus inflation, is leading to higher prices at the store. In a moment, I'll be joined by my Axios local colleagues, Lynn Ta in Des Moines, Iowa, Nick Halter in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, and Alex Golden in Northwest Arkansas to talk about how each of their cities and states fit into the turkey supply chain, and what we can learn about this Thanksgiving from those places. Hey, Lynn Ta in Des Moines. This is Nick Halter in Minneapolis. Hi, it's Alex Golden in Northwest Arkansas. So we've been seeing a lot more attention being paid to supply chains recently because of all of the different supply chain issues that we've seen that have kept things off shelves. And one of the most interesting supply chains is the chain that gets the turkey to your table this Thanksgiving. And that takes us through multiple states all over the country. And it starts with animal feed in Iowa, where where my colleague Lynn Ta is based and where she's been reporting on what's going on. So Tell me, what is what is the latest and where does the turkey lifespan start, Lynn? So here in Iowa, we are the number one producer of corn in the country and the number two producer of soybeans as well. So really, if you look around the state, it, it's very obvious. I mean, as soon as you go outside the city, there's just acres upon acres of corn. But really, one of the big issues this last spring was these extreme drought conditions that farmers faced. So typically by a certain time of the month, like in June, you know, the the corn is tall, it's green, it's looking really fresh. But with these drought conditions, farmers were really concerned because uh, they were worried that there would be less of a yield. So, you know, when you look at an ear of corn, they were concerned that there would even be <laughs> less kernels on each ear. So corn is a, is a major part of animal feed. And because there had already been some volatility with the economy in, in terms of COVID-19, animal feed prices had already been up. Combine that with uncertainty of how much corn would actually be produced. Would there be enough to kind of maintain the supply in this higher demand that we're seeing both in the U.S. and in China as our economies are starting to boot back up? And those just spiked the prices of animal feed. And and Lynn, did that spike price for animal feed? I mean, is that going to translate to a more expensive turkey? Yeah, most definitely. Um, livestock producers are buying this feed at higher prices. So combine that with everything else they're facing, like higher labor costs, other supply issues. You know, if you're spending 12% or more just to feed your animals, I mean, that's going to trickle down to to your dinner plate and the turkey that you're ultimately eating. And then now we're going to go to Iowa's neighbor to the north, Minnesota, where the turkey supply chain goes next. And I've got my colleague Nick Halter joining me. Hey, Nick. Hi, Erica. So what's going on in Minnesota, Nick? Yeah, Minnesota is the number one producer of turkeys in in the U.S. 
we do about 40 to 45 million heads a year. And included in that is is Jenny O Turkey Store. It's the, depending on the year, the second largest producer of turkey in the, in the country. And what those those costs that that Lynn mentioned are are, are are kind of eating the profits that farmers would normally make on on turkeys the The good side for farmers is that the price that they're getting for their turkeys is is the highest it's ever been, but because they're paying so much more for corn and soybeans to to feed the turkeys they're they're that's kind of eating away at their profits. And uh, as Minnesota Public Radio here reported, there's also been a, a supply chain disruption for a key feed supplement that's made in China. So um, with all those things being said, f- farmers are sort of enjoying a bigger demand this year for, for turkeys, but it's not as profitable. Right. I was going to ask you about that. So d- does the, the bigger demand this year, because Thanksgiving is act post-COVID, does that not offset these other supply chain issues they're facing? Consumers are probably going to see more larger turkeys, and, and that's because toms, the larger turkeys, are usually used for for breasts or deli meat. But but with kind of uh, bigger family gatherings this year, they're they're shifting those, and there's gonna you're going to see more larger turkeys at the grocery store. I talked to the Butterball CEO about this actually, Jay Jandrain, and he was saying that labor shortages actually contributed to bigger birds too because there weren't as many people staffing the meat processing plants, which meant that the lifespan of the turkeys going to the plants was extended and they just grew bigger. So there's more bigger turkeys on market this year than smaller ones. And then that takes me a few states south to my colleague, Alex Golden, in northwest Arkansas. And, you know, that's home to Walmart, the biggest retailer in the U.S., and and they play a part here too, right, Alex? Yes, thanks, Erica. Walmart, uh, long story short, does assure us that they will have plenty of turkeys this year. Um, so that's not something that consumers need to worry about. And apparently, um, a lot of people were planning ahead because in October, Walmart says that their frozen turkey sales were up 100% compared to last year. You're, you're telling me now that Walmart and, and other retailers are saying we have enough turkeys. But I remember, like you said, back in October, there was a panic that Thanksgiving would not be the same in America this year because there simply wouldn't be enough turkeys. What happened? Why were we panicking back then? Walmart says that basically because consumers thought that there wouldn't be enough turkeys, um, they had to plan ahead and got ample supply. I've been doing some of my own reporting on this, and it seems like the supply chain issues will hit Thanksgiving, but maybe more on the sides angle of it. So, you know, there's some cranberry sauce issues happening at some grocery stores, some issues with pies. So you'll get your bird, but you might have to get creative with your side dishes. And I'm curious what else you all are hearing. We focused kind of on the tracing the turkey from from farm to table, but Thanksgiving is different in a lot of other ways this year. We're still sort of in a pandemic. What are you hearing on the ground, you know, in your towns, and your states? Well, here in Minnesota, where we have been number one in, in COVID, you know, in November here, it's put a little damper on it because last year cases were sur- surging around this time as well. And most families, you know, canceled their Thanksgiving plans with their families. And so this year it kind of looked like we're going to be back to normal. And now kind of we're, people are cautious. The, I think a lot of the family gatherings are still going to be happening this year. But what you're hearing more and more of is people getting tested ahead of time. My aunt, for example, just sent out an email saying, Hey, I'll have some rapid tests if anyone wants to use it. I was going to say one other thing about the the turkeys is like I I have kind of a life hack, which is, you know, a lot of these retailers sell turkeys at a loss to get you into the store. And I'll oftentimes, even if I'm not cooking a bird on Thanksgiving, someone else's, I'll buy one or two of them at really cheap prices and keep them in my freezer and then just 
cook up the bird like a few weeks later and, and use it for sandwiches and soups and salads and stuff. So it's a good, uh, good time to get a cheap turkey if you have room in your freezer for it. For my Thanksgiving table, to try to avoid some of the, the possible higher prices, I've decided to go and get two rotisserie chickens instead from Costco because they always maintain $5 each. You know, kind of like Nick, we are starting to see higher COVID cases again in Iowa. Um, and I think everyone has a little bit of trepidation because last year around this time was our, our peak for COVID infections. Um, so I think people are nervous, but at the same time, you know, what I'm hearing is this is going to be the first major holiday that people are actually going to really start gathering um, and being together again. And there's just so much excitement for that. It's almost like Thanksgiving as a kid again, where, you know, you hadn't seen everyone in years. And then I'm hosting a Friendsgiving um, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, actually. And, um, you know, luckily, pretty low stress. All of my friends are vaccinated. So no issue there. And um, we're going to skip the turkey, but I did buy a whole chicken. There is a frozen chicken in my fridge right now. And I'm going to make chicken and dressing with some basic sides like mac and cheese and uh, roasted butternut squash and things like that. Thanks, Alex, Lynn, and Nick, my Axios local colleagues from around the country, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Erica. Thanks for having us, Erica. Thanks, Erica. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome back. Here's another Thanksgiving trend we're watching. The rise of remote work has introduced location flexibility to many jobs, and that's allowed a lot of travelers to stretch out their Thanksgiving travel timelines this year. You might be one of the many Americans who's already been at your holiday destination since Friday of last week. Maybe you're sitting around the dining room at an uncle's house, logging on for Zoom meetings alongside your cousins. Or maybe you're taking advantage of work from anywhere to spend a few extra days with your grandparents next week. According to the Transportation Security Administration, this past Friday, nearly a week before the holiday, was the busiest day of air travel since the pandemic began. TSA screened over 2 million people on Friday alone. Overall, it expects to screen over 20 million passengers over the course of Thanksgiving week this year. That would bring travel for the holiday pretty close to 2019 levels. In any case, we're thankful for COVID tests and vaccines that have allowed so many families and friends to gather safely for the holiday this year. Before we go, I want to tell you about another show we think you'd like called The New Bazaar. In long-form interviews, host Cardiff Garcia talks to researchers and writers about two big questions. How the economy shapes the way we live, and how our choices are reflected back into the economy. They cover topics like the psychological effects of living through a financial crisis, and the economic policies that have led to people living longer. And even how poker can teach us to make better decisions. Episodes of The New Bazaar are available every Thursday on your podcast app of choice. Happy Thanksgiving. That's all for today. I'm Erica Pandy. Thanks for listening. And we're back Monday with another Axios recap. <laughs>